welcome to the Diocesan Digest, a news outlet for the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. I'm your host, Sarah Smith, Director of Media and Technology. In these short episodes, we will share the latest news, ministry stories, clergy, spotlights, and much more about the Diocese of Oklahoma each week. If you or your congregation wants to share a ministry story or other important news item, or even a particular topic you want to see covered on the podcast, please contact me at smith at epiok.org. Don't forget to RSVP to Bishop Ed's retirement dinner, which is coming up on February 28th. Also, the Episcopal Church Women's Winter Retreat at St. Crispin's is February 28th to March 1st. And the Vestry Academy is coming up on March 6th. All of our events can be found on the Diocesan webpage, which is www.epiok.org. Then click on News and Events, then scroll down to the Events Calendar. All right, let's get into this week's episode. While I was at the Forma Conference last week, I got the chance to sit down with Bishop Susan Brown Snook. We caught up on her life in sunny San Diego, how she's transitioning into her new role, and how she's casting her vision for mission. Hope y'all enjoy. Here is Bishop Susan. So, Bishop Susan, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me. We're at the Forma Conference together in Atlanta. and Forma and Rooted in Jesus Forma. Yes. Discipleship Matters, Evangelism Matters, and various other things. Rooted in Jesus. That's right, because it's a bunch of different things that have come together. I don't know the whole story behind it, but... There's a lot of folks here from the Episcopal Church. I do know that. Yeah, and there used to be a bunch of separate conferences, and t- uh, right. this year it is a giant Episcopalooza. That's oh, where we are. That's awesome. So I'm so pumped up to reconnect with you, and I just hate that our time together was so short in Oklahoma, but, I mean, you had some bigger, better things to do. you got to become the Bishop of San Diego. <laughs> Not necessarily better because I loved (laughs) Oklahoma, but I do also love being the Bishop of San Diego. Yes, Yes. that's very cool. So I just wanted to catch up with you, and I know I'm sure folks in the diocese are, we always randomly, your name comes up, and we um, wonder how you're doing out there. So I thought this would be fun to just see see how the transition's been and if you like living amongst the palm trees and the sandy beaches. I love the sandy beaches. I'm not crazy about palm trees. We had that discussion earlier. I think palm trees are kind of ugly. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, my diocese actually goes all the way to the Arizona border, um, all the way up north and northeast to Palm Springs, Palm Desert. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole bunch of different kind of terrain, mountains, ocean, desert. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a beautiful place. Of course, I live close to the ocean and nothing wrong with that. So I have the best weather of any diocese in the Anglican Communion. You have to. I do, yes. Um, So uh, there are many things I miss about Oklahoma. Um, Tornadoes are not one. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I, storms are not one. Um, but I do miss all the wonderful people there. Mm. I got to know so many great people. Yeah. Good, good. Um, oh, what else did I, what was I going to ask you about living in San Diego? Did you guys buy a house or have you, are you looking for a house? I am living right now in a rental house. Okay. Um, the cost of living in San Diego yeah, is wild, pretty sure. astronomical. So I didn't want to just rush in and buy something. And right. so I'm spending at least this first year kind of getting to know the neighborhood and um, figuring out where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Although I'm in a great place now. If you know San Diego, I'm in Point Loma. Um, yes. My office is in Ocean Beach, which is a 10-minute drive. And a 10-minute drive is about the kind of commute I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would like to buy something eventually in Point Loma, but we haven't found the right thing yet. Yeah, they got a big Nazarene University. Point Loma Nazarene Point University. Loma, yeah. yeah, I looked at playing softball there before I heard. Oh them. yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful place. They have gr- they look over the ocean. Yeah, the it is so field is beautiful, like a, right on a cliff above the ocean. Right, and if I walk out my back gate in the house that I'm renting and, uh-huh. and t- walk about a quarter of a mile, I can look uh, at their oh, overlook over wow. the ocean. It's beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. So what so far do you love about your diocese? Are there anything that you're just like, this is so cool? You know, it's interesting. When I um, went to the candidates retreat, you know, before the in the bishop nominating process, mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the retreat, I looked around the room and I said, I love these people and this place. I would love to be here and minister with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, of course, I was in Oklahoma, who I loved all those people, too. Mm-hmm. But um, these are wonderful people. And it's um, such a diverse place, not only in geography, which mm-hmm. I already mentioned, but in um, race, ethnicity, mm-hmm. Um, stage of life that people are in or socioeconomics Mm -hmm. Um, there you know there's a huge military population Um, there you know huge numbers of Latinos and Asian Americans Mm -hmm. and just so many opportunities for mission and ministry Mm -hmm. Um, and the diocese is recovering from uh, conservative, liberal kind of conflict. Mm -hmm. A a whole bunch of people left the church Mm -hmm. uh, about 10 or so years ago. And um, so they're kind of beginning to recover from that. Mm -hmm. And they're really ready to go in a new direction and stop thinking about decline or losing people or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, And so what I say to them is, I think it's time to change our narrative from a narrative of decline to a narrative of mission. Mm -hmm. There are so many people in our diocese of so many different kinds that we are called to reach and that we have good news to proclaim to them. And we have so much we can say to our society. Mm -hmm. We have a mission to do. We just need to start doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yes. I saw how you were on some local news they were yeah. excited because yeah. you're the first female bishop. Yeah, I was right. like, rock on, <laughs> yeah, Susan. Yeah. That was fun. That was super cool. Yeah. So do you think the community has been excited? Have you had, like, people interested just because you're a woman in this spot? I mean, it's unique. Yeah, yeah. That's apparently been kind of a novelty for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's great to be involved in the community. And, you know, uh, let's see, about a month or so ago, 
maybe not that long, but I was on a panel discussion with a rabbi and an imam, and we talked about interfaith relations and what we can do to help our community together and um, how we can support each other, particularly, um, you know, Christians are in a good position in our society, but Jews and Muslims need support of people in the mainline who will be in solidarity with them when they are suffering from the kinds of uh, things that are that people suffer from you know mm-hmm. earlier this year w- there was a shooting in a synagogue in Poway which is in my diocese mm-hmm. and it's a matter of deep concern so mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that we can do together ecumenically and also interfaith yeah yeah that's great that's great um, what are some big projects or missional things you're working on right now that you're excited about well i i told you that we are um that i want to turn change our narrative from a narrative of decline to a narrative of mission and so at my diocesan convention address last november i called the diocese to three years of mission and so i think the i think our mission will go more than three years but here's what we're doing over the next three years um I think there are three main pillars to the church's mission. Um, they are discipleship, which is how we love God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. And there is um, evangelism and service. Those are the two legs that we, uh, by which we love our neighbor as ourselves, is evangelism and mission. All of it is based on that central reality that we need to love God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength. That's discipleship. Um, so I've called the diocese to concentrate this year, the year 2020, on discipleship, and I'm creating a discipleship, um, um, a set of resources, trying to help congregations develop their members in discipleship, develop their prayer lives, um, their worship lives, help them learn more about our tradition, et cetera, all the things involved in discipleship. The year 2021 will be the year of evangelism. So I will do the same thing throughout that year. Our diocese will be equipping people for ministries of evangelism, um, including kicking off in February with a revival um, led by our presiding bishop, Michael Curry. Yes. And then the third year will be the year of service. Um, And the Diocese of San Diego actually has some really impressive service ministries Mm -hmm. and will want to build on those and uh, expand them. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of the exciting things we're doing. Mm-hmm. I also, as you all know, in Oklahoma, I'm really interested in church planting. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we are interested in planting brand new churches um, when we can get the money together to do that. But we're also interested in starting new congregations within existing congregations, empowering our people for um, Latino ministry or young adult ministry or whatever is appropriate for their context. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to equip each congregation to do that Mm -hmm. um, and to do some of the exciting work that has been done um, similar to some of the congregations in the Diocese of Oklahoma like St. Augustine's, Christ Church Tulsa, Grace Church Yukon. Those are both churches that came back from Mm -hmm. um, some, you know, some pretty severe decline, but with great leadership, mm-hmm. they have blossomed and grown. So I'd like to do things like that too. I can't imagine it's too hard to like recruit clergy to San Diego. 
<laughs> a lot of people would like to live in San Diego. As I mentioned, the housing costs are astronomical. That's true. That's the um, one and bad that's, thing. And that's the one drawback. Yeah. But um, but certainly people's eyes light up when you say, come yeah. to San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, have you, like, have hired other staff folks? Like, do you have a Canada Ordinary? I'm sure that's someone you, you got to hire. Uh, yes. Um the uh, I have recently hired three staff people. Mm. Um, one is a canon to the ordinary who just began work last week, and cool. now the first thing she's doing is she's here at this conference with me. Great. Um, and I have hired a canon for evangelism and discipleship, mm. whose job will be similar to what mine was in Oklahoma. Mm. Um, he hasn't started work yet. He'll start in February. Mm-hmm. And a director of communication. So mm-hmm. all three of those are, are new staff, and I'm really excited to have them on board because yeah. we're just going to we're just gonna really be going and doing great things when we have them all. Mm-hmm. Say the title of the Church Growth and Development one again. Um, yeah, so I was the canon for Church Growth what's, and Development. I know, and, but what's and the— I called um, the, this title is the canon for evangelism and discipleship. Okay. So I decided to use a little different, somewhat more, uh, yeah, different terminology. Yeah. Because yeah. I wonder, you know, in, in divinity school, there's a difference between systematic theology and constructive theology. So I was wondering if there was any difference <laughs> in the language you're using. Uh, I, I actually want churches to grow and develop. But I think yeah. we do that by starting with evangelism and discipleship. Yeah. So, um, so I'm I'm really wanting to help um, our leaders across the diocese of San Diego focus on those core mission callings of evangelism mm-hmm. and discipleship. Yeah. Yeah. What's been? Um, I mean, being a bishop. I mean, this is a whole new role. You're in charge of a lot of people, communities, you're casting a vision. You got a lot of stuff you got to do. But what's what's been the most exciting part of the role or the part you like the most and what's like the hardest so far? I'm sure like these things will change. Yeah, um the well the most exciting part has been casting that vision yeah. and and, I, you know, I've loved getting to know the people mm-hmm. and understanding sort of the history and where things are now so that I can help carry, you know, all the, carry our mission into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the part I love the most. Mm-hmm. Um, the part I don't like is having my time scheduled like every single yeah, like second every of every day. In like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, I if you send me an email, you probably will get a three word answer because yeah. I don't have time. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not because I don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy hearing from you. It's, it's yeah. because my time is very limited. Yeah. And, um, there have been some, I, I can see that there will be hard decisions mm-hmm. and, um, that's never fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Is there anything you miss from being a parish priest oh gosh yeah you know and I I kind of went through that grief process when I first came to Oklahoma Um, but I remember my last Sunday in my parish in Arizona as I was handing out communion you know to all the people at the altar rail Mm. and it was like as I as I walked along the rail and said the body of Christ the bread of heaven to Mm -hmm. each person 
like I knew all of their names and more than their names I knew their stories right. like I knew I had a history with each one of them I'd baptized their child or I'd had an argument in vestry with this guy or I'd you know mm-hmm. I'd um, married this couple or whatever mm-hmm. I, I I knew their history I knew their families I knew everything about them I mm-hmm. loved them mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to leave that kind of it's hard to leave all those stories behind yeah. and yeah. so now I'm in relationship with people but in a different way yeah. it's not I don't see them as often I'm more in relationship with the clergy than mm-hmm. with a group of people but you know I love clergy but it's it's not the same as being with people every week mm-hmm. and and pastoring them through life so I mm-hmm. um, I do miss that sometimes mm-hmm. but parish life is a pressure cooker too yeah so yeah. Um, you know it's just a different kind right um, right yeah, you're, you're just in deep relationship with people, and there are times when I do miss that. Mm-hmm. Have you found any cool things in San Diego you like to do that kind of blow off steam <laughs> or just relax or, you know, just take care of your yourself? Oh, uh, well, San Diego is a, you know, it's an amazing place with so mm-hmm. much to do that <laughs> you <Yeah>. can hardly, <laughs> hardly get to it all. But yeah. um, uh, So, I mean... The, the park, Balboa Park in San mm-hmm. Diego, if you've ever been there, is an amazing park with a mm-hmm. great zoo. I haven't been to the zoo yet since I've lived there, but I've taken my kids there in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a, a Shakespeare in the park and these cool museums and um, let's see, there's farmer farmer's markets oh, yeah. and yeah. Um, there's just, you know, everything. I live not far from the beach and, um, you know, I don't. I'm not really a swim in the ocean kind of person, but mm. I do love to look at the beach and walk at the beach. Yeah. I mean, there's so there's so much yeah to, to do in San Diego. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, last question I had for you was, you know, Bishop Ed's about to retire, and we're gonna miss him. And I've just been curious about your time working with him. What what's been the most valuable thing you've learned? from from him well he was and is a great mentor to me Mm. um he keeps telling me i haven't quite caught on to this yet that i'm in charge of my calendar (laughs) i need to to stop this thing with having every minute scheduled um but one thing that he told me when i got to oklahoma he said here's what i want you to do is just drive around the diocese and and visit churches and get Mm -hmm. to know people Mm -hmm. and you know ask them about their churches and their ministry and get to know the clergy and all that kind of stuff and it was a great way to begin my ministry in Oklahoma Um, and uh, he was gracious to give me the time to do that and I love doing it and I found when I started in San Diego that that was the very best way to start Mm -hmm. so he had taught me to do that Right. Just to sit down and get to know people, express an interest in them. Right. Visit their churches. You know, if you ask them to give you a tour of their church, you learn so much about them. Like Mm -hmm. you'll see, they'll say, oh, here's where we have our food pantry. And, you know, or you'll see, you know, one part of the place is messy and that tells you something about the church. (laughs) Or, you know, or you'll, you'll see how they have their worship space set up and you can understand a lot about. Mm -hmm where they are 
liturgically and you know what kind of people come to the church and you, you just and then you you sit down and talk with the clergy especially and get to know them mm-hmm. and you, you don't come with any agenda right you don't come with a prepared set of questions you need to ask you just want to get to know them right and that is um i think an amazing way to begin diocesan ministry mm-hmm. um that i learned from him but Gosh, he taught me a lot of stuff. Um, you know, in the diocese there, we had um, this sort of structure for staff meetings that I've carried over to mm-hmm. San Diego because I found it really helpful. It brings people's ideas forward, helps you solve problems yeah. quickly. Um, and so I learned that from him. Um, and, um uh, y- you know, uh, I still have a great relationship with him and miss working in uh, the office there because it was just a great environment. Yeah. And miss working with you, too. Yeah. <laughs> and the team, our team. We had a great team. Yes, we did have a great team. <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending time again, and we're so excited that you're doing well out there in sunny San Diego and uh, looking forward to seeing what cool stuff you uh, come up with out there. Well, uh, me too. (laughs) (laughs) So pray for me. Always. I I will pray for all of you too. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Be sure to sign up for the Diocesan Newsletter at our website, epiok.org slash newsletter and follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date on what's going on in the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. See y'all next week and peace be with you.